Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers in instructional design and online learning development. I'm your host, Crystal Harper. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design, all while working full-time as a single mom. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer without the burden of earning another degree? Well, then let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, I have a special guest, Connie Malamed, on the show. Connie helps people learn and build instructional design skills at Mastering Instructional Design. She's a consultant, author, and speaker in the field of online learning and visual communication. Connie is the author of Visual Design Solutions and Visual Language for Designers. She also publishes the eLearning Coach website and podcast. She was honored with the Guildmaster Award in 2018 for contributions to the learning technologies industry. Wow, that's a super impressive background, Connie. I'm so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. Well, first, I'd like to learn a little bit about you and your background. How did you get started in instructional design? What drew you to the field? You know, I think I got really interested in how people learn from growing up with a mentally handicapped brother. And my mother had tried all these different techniques. She was a musician singing to him, playing games. That may have been what got me interested. But when I discovered uh, the joy of making learning materials, which is kind of what instruction design was back then, I kept looking around for a, a career name. And I happened to get a job in a computer lab and, a, and the director said to me, I'm getting my PhD in instructional design. And that's the first time I heard those two words together. I almost fell off my chair. You know how most people think you're talking about interior design or something else? I knew exactly what it was. And I just flipped out, applied to graduate school and went, you know, I was so excited. That's awesome. That's super exciting. Yeah, especially back then. It, I mean, even now, it's still not really well known. But back then, I mean, no one knew about it. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think is the most gratifying aspect of a career in instructional design? You know, I think it's the same for most uh, instructional designers, which is we love helping people learn because when we help them learn, let's take workplace training, uh, they improve in their jobs, they can often get a career boost. They're, if it's good, which, you know, if it's effective, which isn't always the case, they're, they're thankful. You know, it's just very fulfilling to help other people. And I think most people in the field feel that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know. It's super rewarding just teaching people and helping people learn knowledge. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, you obviously have a lot of knowledge of and have written a few books on visual design for instructional design. Why do you say visual language is important for learners? Hmm. Well, visual language is another path in addition to using words or verbal language. And anytime we can have more than one path for learning and building skills, it helps us um, be able to retrieve the information because we have a second path in which we're looking around 
searching our brains for what we want to know. So visual language can help people, can facilitate learning with that extra path. And uh, it's also aesthetically pleasing and aesthetics, I think, uh, the research is just beginning to come out. It's, it's kind of an important part of learning. It makes, it gives your work credibility. And um, when people find something beautiful, I'm not saying e-learning is beautiful as a wonderful painting, but when, some, when, when something is pleasing, uh, it makes people feel relaxed and, you know, it's an, it becomes an enjoyable experience. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense for sure. And it's something I think that a lot of people forget about too when designing content. But, so why do you think visual design is so important for e-learning? Obviously, e-learning is such a visual medium as opposed to reading books. So that's one reason the visual aspect is so important. But also, what a lot of people may not know is that uh, more areas of the brain are devoted to processing visual information for sighted people than any other sense by a lot. And visuals get processed in different areas of the brain. For example, one area processes color, so I've read, and another area might process uh, spatial orientation, those kinds of things. And so in e-learning, with such a visual medium, we really want to focus on you know, what the sense that is going to be used the most. And, and that's one of the reasons it's so important. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what are some common design mistakes that you often see in instructional design? I think one of the big ones is that people don't realize that less is more. So when we first perceive and begin to process information, whether we're building skills or learning something, anything new, uh, it goes into working, what they call working memory. And working memory has a really small capacity and uh, it, it can't, it doesn't last, information doesn't last there for a very long time. So when we overload slides, activities, you know, whatever it is, when we overload people, it causes a high cognitive load and therefore uh, that interferes with learning. And so I think the biggest mistake all educators make, and, you know, I'm guilty of this myself and I really try to not do it. It's just giving people too much at one time. If we could give people a learning journey and spread it out, which in workplace training is very difficult to do because people don't, uh, don't want to come back and take more training and then come back and take additional training. But that's probably the biggest error I see. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And well, it makes me think of like shorts, how short videos are becoming super popular and like micro learning. So, yes. Okay. So with you being in the field of instructional design for 20 years now, I'd imagine that you've seen some drastic changes. What is the biggest trend or development that you've witnessed during your many years in the field? Well, first of all, I'd like to say things are definitely getting better. A lot of people now know about or are beginning to understand learning science. And when I first got into the field, uh, no one was talking about cognitive psychology. And that's one of the reasons I started the e-learning coach site was to write about things that I had learned in graduate school. My program was so new 
it wasn't even in the um, graduate school catalog at that time. I just heard about it through word of mouth. So I think things are getting better. Uh, I think that people are also looking at other fields like user experience design and incorporating some of those practices. And I would say maybe the biggest and best trend I've seen is that we've gone from being content centric to being learner centric. So we're learning how to, have, how to uh, practice human centered design. And I think that's one of the biggest, most important and positive trends that I see. Yeah, I think that's wonderful too. And yeah, the UX design has, is definitely newer. Um, I, I just started thinking too, when I was in school, there were some of my assignments included reading your blog posts. Nice. Yeah, I remember being assigned. That, I mean, that's how amazing and popular your work is. Like, I just, I remembered your website from when I was in school. It's pretty that, that's really funny. I do notice um, not only do professors tell people to read it, but they make, <laughs> they make people write short essays as comments. They probably give an assignment like comment on this. And once in a while, I get an email and say, can you please approve my comment? <laughs> my professor needs to see it right away. Because wow. you know, maybe I haven't been to the site for a few days and haven't approved comments. So yeah, it's kind of funny. But I, I think the reason is because I have access to an academic uh, database and I don't always write academic articles, but to a certain extent, uh, a certain percentage are. So I have, you know, these big, big uh, reference lists, you know, to support what I'm writing about in the article. And I think that's why the professors like it. Probably. That makes sense. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Okay, if I'm a beginner and would like to transition to instructional design for e-learning, what would you suggest the first thing to do? Well, are you, has this person definitely decided they want to be an instructional designer or do they need to explore the field a little bit? Yeah, like they've made the decision, they're... Okay. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to say it's a very smart decision. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> there are so many routes to, to um, getting into the career. There are all of these professional development communities. That's one approach. Another is to go get a master's degree. Another is to get a graduate certificate um, or join, you know, one of the many communities. Another is to go through ATD's uh, certificate program. And if you're looking, for, if people are looking for a book, to like really get started and understand things. I, my favorite is Julie Dirksen's uh, Design for How People Learn. Yes, it's, it's a great book. I love the little stick figures, you know, uh, her little jokes. It's just got a, a, a great attitude, you know, it's humorous, yet very, very much based on evidence. But that's a really nice place to start. And then read the blogs, follow people on Twitter, join Facebook groups. Um, uh, join LinkedIn groups, just really get active and start to meet people and get to ask questions and, and give too. Once you start learning a little bit, you know, make sure that you're giving and helping others. It's a very giving group of people. Right. That's awesome. Love it. So please let the audience know about your free gifts. Oh, sure. I've written several and I continue to do this, right? Just freebies over the years. And they're at the elearningcoach.com forward slash freebies. Right now I have three on that page that you can download. One is writing for instructional design with tips for about four of the different types of writing we need to do. 
The second is answers to instructional design career questions. And the third is a visual design cheat sheet. I just uh, uploaded that one, made it an InDesign, and reworked that one so that it would be nice and neat and clean to read. So those are my three freebies. Awesome. They all sound really interesting and I think I might download them myself. Okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll also post a link to all of them in the comment section of this too. Okay. Thank you, Crystal. Thanks for inviting me. It's been fun. Of course. You are an amazing contributor to the instructional design industry and it's been an honor speaking with you. Um, I know that you'll have a positive impact for people watching and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge thanks you're too kind take care of course thank you you too all right that wraps up this week's podcast episode and if you want some more help and more guidance then make sure that you sign up for my free e-learning and instructional design for beginners toolkit tools and processes that'll actually help you start grow and advance your instructional design and e-learning course development career. This toolkit will provide you with everything that you need to get started for a successful career in instructional design. Just go to www.eteachonline.com toolkit. So if you liked this podcast, then you should definitely sign up for the toolkit. Just head to my website at www.eteachonline.com toolkit. I've also got a ton of other free resources that can help you succeed in instructional design. Visit my website at www.eteachonline.com. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today.